Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 14th of December. As state and territories across Australia continue to reopen, WA Premier Mark McGowan has revealed Western Australia's borders will reopen on the 5th of February next year. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. That's right, Tash. Families across the country are working through their travel plans with a date to be reunited finally set. Domestic and international travellers will need to undergo testing, but those who are not vaccinated will still need to quarantine. West Aussies are being warned it will mark the start of the COVID pandemic for WA. A mask mandate is set to return for certain settings and regional areas with low vaccination could face restrictions. But Premier Mark McGowan says widespread lockdowns will be a thing of the past. We won't be putting in place lockdowns uh, broadly. If we had an outbreak, for instance, in an aged care home or perhaps a school, Uh, You might put in place certain rules around those. You might have an outbreak in an Aboriginal community or town that has very low vaccination levels. In that circumstance, a very targeted lockdown would be available. Meantime, there were plenty of emotional reunions for family and friends yesterday as Queensland reopened its border. Hundreds of residents across Sydney and Newcastle are now in isolation as COVID cases continue to skyrocket. Almost two million COVID alerts have now been issued in just two weeks in New South Wales as end-of-year events and celebrations lead to an increase in cases. One of the venues of greatest concern is the Argyle House nightclub in Newcastle, which has now been linked to at least 80 positive COVID cases, with a number of them likely to be the new Omicron strain. The entire Newcastle Knights NRL team is now also undergoing COVID testing after a possible link to the nightclub cluster. Overseas in the UK has recorded its first death from the new Omicron COVID variant, with at least 10 others now in hospital with the new strain. It comes as the UK's Health Secretary announced COVID cases in the UK are now expected to soar to 200,000 per day. Health authorities warning residents to get their booster vaccines immediately. Here is the health boss, Sajid Javid. While Omicron represents over 20% of cases in England, We've already seen it rise to over 44% in London, and we expect it to become the dominant COVID-19 variant in the capital in the next 48 hours. Back home and some good news on the COVID booster front, with Australia set to produce its own mRNA vaccines. Millions of Moderna vaccines will be manufactured in Victoria from 2024, while the facility will also be able to make seasonal flu vaccines. It's expected to create 500 jobs in construction, with 500 more made available once the facility is operational. And in other news this morning, the death toll from powerful tornadoes in the US is expected to pass 100, with many more still missing. Thousands of survivors have been left without homes across the Midwest, with the Twisters leaving behind a devastating trail of destruction. One of the many missing is this woman's father-in-law. She's told Channel 7 he was inside the Mayfield Candle Factory when it was decimated. I know you're okay down there. The last everybody heard you was talking, and I hope and pray you are still talking. I would be down there digging if they could let me. But it's not, can't do nothing but sit and wait. While Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir held back tears while addressing the media overnight. We're still finding bodies. 
I mean, we've got we've got cadaver dogs in towns that um, they shouldn't have to be in. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To South Australia and hundreds of families have been forced into isolation just days before Christmas after a major COVID scare in Adelaide South. An end-of-year school assembly has now been declared a close contact site. Our reporter Sean Maynard has this report from Adelaide. Yeah, it's not the news they or anyone would want to be told, Tash, but hundreds of children here in South Australia We'll have to quarantine until 12.01am on Christmas Day. That's after members of the Wollonga Primary School community tested positive for COVID-19. Of particular concern is the whole school assembly that took place last Friday morning. SA Health's contact tracing rules mean those who are unvaccinated have to quarantine immediately for 14 days as well as getting tested on days 6 and 13. Given every child under the age of 12 isn't eligible to be vaccinated, we're now in a situation of having these kids stuck at home until Christmas Day next Saturday. It's a lot for families to be dealing with that, uh, well, what's already a busy and stressful time of the year. South Australia had 13 new COVID cases yesterday. All of them, we think, are Delta, not Omicron, but Premier Stephen Marshall says they'll know for sure in the next day or two. We still have this wait time uh, to get confirmation of Omicron. Uh, That, by the end of the week, will be almost instantaneous. But at the moment, it is taking two or three days to get that confirmation as we do that genome sequencing. And the 14-day isolation requirement for Omicron contacts has been slashed now to seven. To New South Wales and public transport will be thrown into chaos today with staff refusing to drive overseas-built trains because of ongoing pay and safety concerns. The stop work action will affect services right across Sydney. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details. That's right, Taj. Only about a quarter of the city's trains are functioning today, so commuters can expect delays pretty much everywhere. It comes only a week after transport staff took similar industrial action to protest overseas-built transport, demand better pay, and also to call for COVID-level cleaning to continue. Alex Classens from the Rail, Tram and Bus Union says negotiations have so far been unsuccessful. We have been meeting with the management team and they have been you know, saying a lot of good things, but the problem is they haven't uh, been given permission by government to put those things in writing and until that happens, talk is cheap. Sydney Trains Chief Executive Matt Longland says the stop work's not ideal. We're disappointed that the unions are taking this action and the inconvenience that it will cause for customers. Services will continue to operate across the majority of the network, but they will operate at reduced frequency. Commuters are being asked to make alternate arrangements. After the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Now, it's not free money, but some welcome news for many struggling small businesses with an extension of financial support from the federal government. Yeah, the the cheap loans for small businesses have been extended until the 30th of June. And and look, this is important because we know small businesses contribute around four to five billion to gross domestic product. That's equivalent to about 32% of our total economy. They're also the biggest employer. So it's vital that this sector is given all the support it needs. Now, this announcement was only just made. And what one one tweak here is that the government now will reduce its loan guarantee from 80% 
rate to 50%. So what does that mean? It means banks will take on more risk. So it'll be interesting to see if these cheap loans will continue, meaning will they keep their rates at rock bottom offer? And to give you an idea, right now the Commonwealth Bank is offering a business boost loan under this scheme. Um, and there is no interest on this one, but they do charge a $200 fee for every $5,000 borrowed. ANZ's got something similar and their rates are as 2.99. So they are low. But as I said, it'll be interesting to see now that the government has changed their support, will they keep it? It's also worth noting that there's still some grants and rebates available for small businesses impacted by COVID. Remember, New South Wales has got that summer holiday stock guarantee, grants of up to 20000 to compensate for lost perishable stock if a lockdown occurs. ACT's got a small business hardship up to 10000 and Victoria has a deep, clean rebate of up to 80% of the cost. And Effie, we all want some quick cash before Christmas. You've got the details on the 10 most in-demand items on Gumtree. We certainly do want some quick cash and a lot of us make this quick cash by selling everything in the house only to replenish it again. <laughs> um, look, they're saying, uh, Gumtree, that we're about to spend about $9.5 billion on gifts this wow. year. Um, and the average household has about 21 items lying around and they say that if you sell those items, that will be about 5300 Just make sure those items do belong to you and they're not your children's. <laughs> now, according... <laughs> According to their latest data, here are the 10 most searched items. So if you, you know, that translates then to obviously the items that are selling. So bike, fridge, desk, surfboard, dining table, lounge, a ride-on mower if you happen to have one, I, yeah, iPhones, guitar, and the good old sofa. They are flying like hotcakes, I believe. Um, it generally is free to post on Gumtree. They sometimes charge you a fee for certain service, services. But do watch out for scams um, because, you know, there's a lot of text messages going around, you know, uh, uh, you know, basically asking you to pull cash in. So just take care of scams that may be going on on Texas. Great advice as always. Thanks so much, Effie. Thank you. <laughs> For sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. An Aussie cricket legend has serious doubts that David Warner will be fit to play for the second Ashes Test. Yes, good morning, Tash. They made the early call with Josh Hazelwood, who we know won't play with a side strain. David Warner, though, we're still in the dark with the test coming up on Thursday. Matthew Hayden suspects that the opener's rib injury is a little more serious than what we think. I sense that he is injured a little bit more than what we're letting on. He couldn't really even laugh, um, which says to me that he's done a very significant injury to his ribs, and they do take some time. He would pick uh, Usman Kawasha to replace Warner. That might put some heat on uh, Marcus Harris. If he has a low score, then it might be Harris out, Warner in for the Boxing Day test. He's also backing Jai Richardson to replace Josh uh, Josh Hazelwood in the pace attack. As we mentioned, he won't play. In the BBL last night, Tash, Brisbane Heater on the board got their first win of the season against the Renegades. They only got back to Queensland 2am yesterday morning. Um, like the rest of uh, the country, hoping to get back into the Sunshine State, they had to wait for those borders to reopen. And Shana Jack has made a near-perfect return to swimming at her first event since completing her doping ban. Yeah, she's competing at the Queensland Swimming Championships, touching the wall first in her heat of the 100-metre freestyle. That was the quickest, uh, second quickest time, I should say, leading into the final last night and ended up taking silver and said afterwards, look, she didn't know if she'd hear boos or applause, but... There were applause and cheers for Shana. So she's back and now hoping to qualify for the Paris Games in 2024. And Brett, we've got a dream matchup looming in the Champions League with two of the greatest players of all time going head-to-head. Can't wait for this. 
Yeah, it's uh, Man United and Paris Saint-Germain. So Cristiano Ronaldo now back at Man U and Lionel Messi is at uh, PSG. So they will face off for a place in the quarterfinals. And the Socceroos, uh, Tash, just to wrap up, are set to play in Melbourne for the first time in more than four years. Uh, they're scheduled to host Vietnam in a crucial World Cup qualifier in late January. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. And the world's richest man, Elon Musk, has been named Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2021. The honour tops off an out-of-this-world year for the Tesla CEO, with his electric car company becoming the most valuable car maker in the world this year, while his rocket company reached new heights, blasting into space. According to the magazine, the Person of the Year is someone who's affected the news or our lives the most for better or worse. US Olympic champion Simone Biles has been named Athlete of the Year for 2021. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.